Welcome back, guys. It's Anne-Marie and Dr. Jamie for a quick little recap on our fabulous episode from last week with Dr. Cher. So Yes, it was awesome. I, I think to date, it might be my most favorite episode. I know you said that, and I still mm-hmm. think about it. And it's funny because I've listened to it a couple of times just because I wanted to take notes and a couple of the things that she said. And I feel like sometimes when you're recording with somebody and, you know, it was three people, I feel like you miss part of it. So, and I kept listening to her and I was like, God, I was so lucky that I found her, you know, and you and I mm-hmm. talk about this and the same way I feel lucky I found you. And I mean, it wasn't easy. I always say that people are like, oh, you have the best people. And I'm like, yeah, but it's take it's a journey to get there. It's been a lot of research. And I always tell my girlfriends, I did all the legwork. I tried all the bad doctors. Now here, I'm handing you all the good ones. So yeah. Dr. You're welcome. Sherry. Here is my list. Yes. I worked very hard for this one. Yes, very, very hard. I tested them all out for you, including Dr. Sherry, and opened my legs up for her. <laughs> so. I think that was one of my greatest takeaways from the whole thing was just sort of the impact or the the importance of finding people on your medical team on your care team on any team i guess even if we were thinking not not in the world of wellness that really just understand and get you as you know as a human and what what's valuable and what's important to you and i think the conversation with dr sherry highlighted that which is like so many of us as women fear going to the gynecologist or don't like it or it's uncomfortable or we or even just a regular primary care doc like we go and we're like well we don't really like them but we don't know where else to go and you know it really just highlighted that like who you see as your provider is your choice yes and I think a lot of people especially in this country just become complacent with whatever choice was sort of handed to them you know I I I never understood um how people pick their doctors based on location right like and (laughs) like ease ease of it all and I was like wait what like no like I I remember living in New York City like I would go to the complete side of the city to try somebody and to I don't know if I told you this but the reason I love her so much is because I originally had a terrible experience my first doctor I remember when I moved to New York City um, my first woman doctor and it was one of those where like it was recommended by the agency I was 18 years old living there by myself just trying to figure it out and I walked into this building and it was also very cold and just very like unfriendly and this woman was just like so I, I mean, I, I don't even know how to describe her. I was scared. Like, I was sweating the whole time. I was so afraid of, like, opening myself up to answering some of her questions because it, it felt very judgy, you know? Yeah. And I was like, here I am about to, like, pardon, but spread my legs for you. And we're still in your office and you're already judging me, right? So I'm like, how am I going to, like, comfortably just sit there and then let you look at me and and continue to judge you know and it was not a good experience I didn't go to the doctor for like two years I think I waited to fly back to Puerto Rico to visit my parents before I went to see a doctor which is not good like women's parts need to be maintained and we need to stay on top of it and um it took me years until um somebody actually recommended the doctor who I ended up seen in New York City who and he was fabulous and then I had this thing where I was like I am not seeing an OB that's not a man 
because mm, men are much nicer and they're much welcoming and they're sweeter about the way they treat you and then that's how much trauma this woman installed in me in one visit okay wow. one visit and I'll tell you like a lot of people don't know this about me but I'm always like an open book when I was 17 18 years old I used to smoke mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know it was I, I don't want to blame it on the modeling business because like it it could it couldn't be it doesn't matter I blame it, it just on myself. was you, yeah. it is it was me I I would drink I would smoke and I would live on diet coke and cigarettes I don't know mm-hmm. it was it was a very small period of time of my life but I did it and I remember so vividly like it's today this is 20 years ago right I was I'm wow. 38 and I remember when she was going through my thing and she's like you smoke and I was like oh shit I was like um I'm, I quit and I actually had quit at that point mm-hmm. and she was like I can't do this and I can't treat you for that and I can't give you birth control and I was like whoa I was like okay like I said I quit you know and like wow. and that's kind of set the tone and by the way I haven't smoked since just putting it out there <laughs> um smoking's no bueno obviously yes. the people that know me would be like wait you did what like it so does not go with who I am today I mean you know? we you were 17 I think we can all say that we did yeah. things at 17 that we look back on and we're like what was I thinking or what or was I thinking yeah listen I have fun whatever and that's one of the things like I enjoy my life and I don't have any regrets at all and anyway so when I moved to LA going back to Dr. Sherry I kept looking for a male doctor because I needed to have a doctor here because what I did was every time I would have a job in New York City I would literally go make my appointment in New York City with my OB I'm like this is ridiculous like I need to have my doctors here right and so I was introduced to Dr. Sherry after like refusing to go see a woman doctor her name came up so many times and let me tell you it was amazing amazing. walking into that office and not only just her her team is amazing her nurse is amazing and she's just like she's awesome and you guys heard her speak and she's kind and sweet and caring and cares to be progressive in her thinking about you know medicine and how to treat things not just with your traditional medicine and she really wants to make us comfortable to talk about our vagina I mean we talked a lot about it and yeah it's but it's true I mean it's a hard enough conversation to have it's an it's a, a vulnerable appointment regardless of how comfortable you are I mean it's still it's still a level of vulnerability that's you know exceeds most others in wellness and healthcare and so it's an interesting perspective because you know how do we get here how do so many of us wind up with gyn docs that you know we're just there and we don't know that we can change or we don't know that there's better or you know and i think it's it's empowering women to say like just because you saw this person or just because it's a, like it doesn't mean you need to stay and she was a great example of that and it's not just in gyn care it's all over the place i see it you know i'll, be, I'll ask people do you have a primary care doc and they're like no i didn't like this person so i never went back to one and i'm like i know so Whoa. they just don't go back yeah but you or know what? it's that like i have one lot. but i hate them and i'm like okay like your <laughs> health is your wealth right like yeah. you can you can sort of be anything and sort of tout yourself for all the things that you are. But like, if you're not healthy, you're not well. And like, 
having yeah. a team of people who can help you be that best, whether it's therapist, gynecologist, primary care doctor, naturopath, it doesn't matter. Like I really, after that, that um, podcast we did with her, I just sort of sat back and I was like, you know, I think it's worthy of a conversation to talk about, you know, how we find our doctors and why we're, why we're not outspoken about what we're looking for in a provider. Um, I think and we're, I of, think we're, you know what it is? I, we are all trained in a certain way to sort of respect the doctor and the doctor's the law. Like in a yeah. sort of brainwash. I'm sure you're not because you're a doctor yourself and, you know, you approach it very differently. So you are probably looking for different doctors when you, for your kids, for your husband, for whoever, right? So you, but for most people, we feel like, okay, this is the person, that, what they say, it's the law and it goes. Like you don't ever challenge what they say. It's true. You're and I don't right. understand that. Like why? Like ask the questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ask them. And and it's okay. You know, I think there's this other thing where it's like we have this idea that a doctor is supposed to be able to give us all the answers and give us everything we need and solve the problems. And like a doctor is also just another human who's doing their best in what they're capable of. And just because a doctor doesn't figure it out, can't fix you or doesn't know where to send you doesn't mean they're uneducated or a terrible person it's not their strength it's not their area um and so it's not always i mean there's some bad doctors out there but like it's not always the fault of the doctor like if you walk in and you're like uh you know like for example your situation right with your SIBO where you you had to see a million people before you and i connected and you were like whoa how come nobody has done this with me and I was really careful with you to say, like, it doesn't mean that you saw bad doctors. As a matter of fact, you saw the best of the best yeah. in all of the different hospitals in, in And I would LA. still go back to them if I had something really wrong with me. Right. But like, we can't fault them for not being trained in a way that you were looking for, which was like, yeah. I get it that there's nothing wrong with me, but I don't feel well. So let's look deeper. And, you know, what Dr. Sherry was talking about was like female health is more than just a pap smear and a GYN appointment. Like if you can't talk to your gynecologist about masturbation or lubricants or sex drive or like, then who do you talk to about those things? Cause that's literally I the know. expert. Exactly. And I have to say, you know, honestly, besides her and, and and my doctor in New York who I can comfortably speak to him about anything and everything and when I was sick I would just go to him in New York City I never went to my regular practitioner um, I would show up and he's like what's wrong and I was like oh I have a headache and my throat hurts he's like you do know I'm an OB right I'm like I know <laughs> but you can do the other stuff didn't you study the other stuff first <laughs> you know and I do the same thing with Sherry she's like oh my god she's like so nothing's wrong with your vagina you just have all these other symptoms um, but it's so true that, you know, I, it's, I, you know, it's like when I talk about you and like how I wish so many people were like you and here we are educating people, you know, mm-hmm. Sherry's doing that, you know, she is trying to educate other people and other colleagues the way you are and yeah. how to receive their patient and how to communicate and how to make them comfortable when they say like, you know, let's say they're having problem with their you know, sexual drive, like talk about it comfortably without judgment. And she does that. I've seen her do you it. You can so see many that times. right away. I mean, she has this sort of um, compassionate, welcoming, empathetic perspective where it's like, you're here and I'm here and we're doing this together. So what do you want to talk about? You know, and that's really incredible. And that's what I um, encourage everybody listening to think about is like, who is your team, right? 
who is the team that you believe has your best interest in health? And it might be multiple people. It might be a, a whole bunch. Like, you know, it's not just that you have to have one person. Um, but who's your team, and are you getting from them what really feels important? I think that's an imp- that's a hard question that we ask because you know you started off this podcast saying like, "Hey guys, I did all the work. I vetted these people," and the truth behind that is it's a lot of work, right? Yeah. Like to find these people, to go through the appointments, to figure out if they're going to take your insurance, to even locate them. Like it's not it's not walking into the grocery store and picking up you know a brand of bread. No, even that's hard. I've done that too, by the way. I can write all about it because I've gone through all the different breads. Which ones are good? Which ones don't make you bloated? Which ones are yummy when you toast them? <laughs> so. At least they're all in the same place. Not that not all the doctors are, right? Now you're going all over the place. So, you know, I think it's just an interesting conversation. Medicine is changing a lot. The face of medicine is changing. But really, when I was listening to that podcast back again after we had done it, I was like, you know, Yes, we did a lot of fun talking about, you know, products and women's health and, you know, the vagina monologues and all that. But more importantly, what stood out for me was, man, this really highlights how important it is to feel connected to the people that you that take care of you. Yeah, 100 percent. And even for me, you know, we, we talked about the fact that, you know, we both have girls and, you know, having this conversation with our girls and making them feel comfortable coming to us, talking about whatever issues they may or may not be having. And my biggest thing, you know, I always say delay before reversing. And I'm going to transfer that here now to like, let's do preventative medicine also when it comes to your vagina. Like, why do we wait till something gets really bad before you go to the doctor? That's the part I never understood. Like, I, I don't know. I Once again, it's that like we're trained mentally to like wait till it's bad before you go make the appointment. But that's also because when you call the doctor's office, typically they're like, well, how bad are you? Or do you need to come in? Is it really urgent? And I'm like, well, it's not urgent right now, but it might be urgent two days from now. And then I'm not going to be able to get in. Right. Yeah. So they, there's that. Yeah, that's so true. They do set up this dynamic of like, is it important enough? And like, well, I'm calling you. So shouldn't yeah. that make it important enough? Yeah. And everybody's like, I think we're all brainwashing to like waiting to you can't wait anymore. And that's the problem. That's the problem with everything I discuss. Why are you waiting to get the lines in your face to then go solve it with Botox? Like, why? There's nothing wrong with Botox. Like I've always said, go do what you got to do. But why don't you try to prevent that first? I think it's because sometimes we don't know. And that's the whole point of you and I doing what we're doing right now is is sharing the the knowledge and the awareness, right? Like you're you're in the, the skin game. I'm not. I never knew at 17 and 20 and 22 and and 25 what I needed to be doing. I knew I had to wash my face, so I had Neutrogena face wash. Yeah. I knew it felt dry, so I had a Clinique, you know, yes. oh my night God, cream. Clinique, that yellow little bottle, yeah, you remember? Exactly. I used like, that too. <laughs> I mean, yes. yeah, of course. Like, it's it's what I used and it seemed good enough. I got yeah. it at like it was. counter at the in time it was. At the time it was. Like, there was nothing wrong with that. It's just that now we're so much more informed in like the longevity of these things, right? Those were temporary solutions, but we there's just nothing, didn't know. There's nothing wrong with it, but, but I also didn't know it wasn't enough. So True. now me being somebody who's 
you know, in the know, like I, for, for example, like, yeah, I, I do Botox on my forehead because I didn't know yeah. for all those years that I could have prevented it. Right. And now, now knowing what I know, I'd have to do it way less because of all the things that you've taught me yeah. and how much different it is to take care of your skin. But I think my point in sharing that is that like, we don't always know. And that's what you and I are sitting here doing, which is like bringing awareness to it. Dr. Sherry was like, go in and talk to the gynecologist about, you know, creams and lotions and, you know, <laughs> sex drive. And like, we don't, we don't know that it's okay to make an appointment to a yeah. gynecologist just to say, I have no sex drive. We and have to wait way, until, you know, we have a pap smear. True. And by the way, if, if the doctor you're going to, you don't feel comfortable with that and you don't think that's okay, then you know what? Go see someone else. Ask yeah. a friend. Go research that person that wants to do that, you know, that ha wants to have that conversation. I'll never forget one of the very first times as a physician, I'm sitting in my office and this woman gets referred to me and she comes in and, you know, I have like this like very comfortable, almost like a therapist office, right? There's a couch, there's windows. It's not like medical. And she sits down and I'm like, so what brings you in today? And she's like, nothing I just you know I, I'm great I feel great I'm healthy but like you know I hear a lot about the importance of like nutrition and diet and supplements she's like so I just want to have a conversation to make sure that I'm like healthy That's and doing amazing. the best thing and I was so uncomfortable I was like oh my god there's nothing wrong with her what am what I am gonna, I gonna do? fix yes. right so immediately I was on the defense where I was like what if I, what am I supposed to do? She's not giving me anything. Like I can't fix her. I can't help her. I like, and it was so interesting as a learning experience on my end to actually have somebody who sat there and was like, I just heard that, you know, I just believe this stuff is important. So I figured I should make an appointment and like, you know, yeah. stay up to date on it. And I was like, I was yeah. shocked. Yeah. And that was, I mean, 15, yeah. 16 years ago, but like, yeah. Man. I think we can use this learning experience with this with this particular episode because I it's funny you know I haven't had a mammogram in years and mm -hmm. you know everybody recommends you know like I, I don't know and I, I will research this after but I think the average age to really start getting them regularly is 40 right mm -hmm. I don't really recommend them before that correct unless head, you have I'm a like, family history reason indication yeah but then I'm like, I have so many girlfriends with breast cancer and I'm like, they didn't have any family history. It was before 40. So then I'm like, why am I not getting a monogram, a mammogram, sorry, a mammogram. And I'm like, a monogram. <laughs> it's a little early. Um, so, you know, it, I'm sitting here and I'm like, as soon as this is over, I'm going to go make an appointment for a mammogram because now I'm getting all paranoid and I'm sure there's nothing wrong. But guess what? If I start getting mammograms now, I can definitely stay on top of my health when it comes to that. Right. Yeah. I mean, listen, it doesn't mean you're going to go get them every year because we also want to think about, you know, what they entail and all that. But like, you're right. Every few years, like, you know, doing exactly that, but we don't, we just don't know to do it. We don't think about it. Life gets in the yeah. way. Like, you know, it's, it's so interesting and it, it just, I mean, this is my every single day. This is the field I'm in. And yet I still sit here with sort of this element of shock after our conversation with Dr. Sherry, like, man, there's so many of us out there that are suffering with providers that we don't want. Like, I don't have a gynecologist that I absolutely love. I'm on the quest to find one because Ooh, I, have I have two little daughters, <laughs> you know, who in 10 years will need somebody. But like, yeah, I, 
you know, it's really interesting. Like I didn't prioritize it my own self. I mean, I obviously I had OBs who delivered my babies, but that's that's different. Um, that's a whole so, different conversation, by the way. When I hear the stories of women like giving birth and their experience with their doctors, then I'm like, I was like, wait, did I just get really, really, really super lucky? And then I'm like, yes, number one, I did. Yeah. But that's because I had done my research and I had found that doctor that I felt very comfortable with, that I had a bond with. And I think that giving birth is probably one of the most important days of your life, right? And you want that experience to be as positive as possible, right? Because there's a lot of trauma going on in there. So, you know, adding a doctor that's just not very caring and very nice is probably not going to um, help the situation. So, yeah, I mean, I there's so many angles to this. So many thing. stories there. Yeah, 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 for sure. But I mean, listen, if, if you're on the call and you're listening and we we've sort of taken a different journey with these last two episodes to sort of bring in a new conversation that we haven't talked about. I think the the element that we're stressing here is like, sit back and take inventory of the team that you have around you. And do they have your values aligned when it comes to health and wellness? Yeah. And is it time to maybe think about, wow, you know, I love my doctor. I'm so fortunate. Or I, you know, I actually don't feel comfortable going there. And maybe it's time that I feel comfortable going to see somebody. And it's not just gynecology. I mean, I tell my patients all the time, therapy is like dating. You got to find, you got to go through a few yeah. before you find the person that like you yeah. do feel comfortable sharing your deepest, darkest moments with. And so, you know, um, it's a challenging conversation, but, but it's an important one. Yeah. And you know what? So what we're taking out of this episode is that take a minute, think about who you have in your life as your practitioners and, um, and you know what, if you don't feel 100% comfortable being you saying what you feel and really asking all the questions you we all have, because we all have tons of questions, we just don't ask them, then maybe it's time to make a little change, you know, yeah. and we're here, you know, always to answer questions. And, and I think it's just, it's the beginning of bringing on, a, you know, different types of doctors in all different fields. We'll bring yeah. on derm, we'll bring on therapists, we'll bring on, you know, we'll bring on experts and doctors in in all these different fields and just sort of continue to elevate the conversation around what it should look like and what it means exactly i think i think that these next steps that we're taking this podcast from like building our relationship and sharing our relationship now to sharing it into other uh different sure. types of medicine it's super interesting and i think it's very important because i think we are helping people feel comfortable you know having yeah. the conversation asking the questions and um yeah that's it anyways we just Should wanted to continue? do a quick little recap and remember drink lots of water keep your skin hydrated eat all your greens <laughs> eat all, all your affects, veggies it affects it all and exercise <laughs> and exercise all right we love you guys thank you for tuning until in until next time all right